Hi, it's Louise again, and welcome back to the second part of my unwinding from the Edinburgh Yarn Festival. I recorded the audio for these two parts in one sitting and then realised that it was going to be far too long for one episode, so decided to, to split it into two parts. I get right into day two, Sunday at the Edinburgh Yarn Festival. You might want to listen to part one first if you haven't already. I start off with a quick chat with Jill Kelly, who is one of the organisers of the Edinburgh Yarn Festival, and a quick chat that we had in a very unusual place uh, on day one at the Edinburgh Yarn Festival, and I had forgotten to include that, and I wanted to include it just because of the ludicrousness of recording an interview with someone in a giant photo me booth. Thank you so much for the fantastic feedback that you've, some of you have already given me for part one and how you've enjoyed listening and also remembering the Edinburgh Yarn Festival yourself if you, if you were there. I hope you enjoy part two. So do get yourself a nice cup of tea or a nice beverage, grab a whip and come and sit beside me for the next few while and listen to Part two of my Edinburgh Yarn Festival adventure. One addition to this festival was the uh, pop-up photo studio and the photo booth and I actually interviewed Joe Kelly, (laughs) the weirdest interview slash photo shoot ever. Uh, (laughs) I spoke to Joe in the photo booth on, on the Saturday and... At that point, she wouldn't really be drawn on whether there'll be another Edinburgh Yarn Festival next year. Although I think their header on their Facebook page now, which says Edinburgh Yarn Festival 2016, is a bit the giveaway. But here is that really strange interview slash photo shoot. There we go. Look, I'm standing in the photo booth with (laughs) Joe Kelly. How's it going today? It's going amazingly well. It's unbelievable. It's really busy, isn't it? How are you feeling? Good. This is massive, considering... Uh, It's as big as we expected. Yeah. There there is no surprises here for us, but, uh, you know, it's still amazing, isn't it? Yeah. It's great. Well, 2013, out of the Drill Hall, how many exhibitors? 44, but that was including us and the yarn went and everything. And now we've got 100 plus vendors, you know, who are doing fantastically well, I presume. It's, uh, it it's unbelievable. Great. I did a little uh, recce around this morning. Yeah. Do we have to push something? Oh, look up. <laughs> this is a bit bizarre. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Just had our photo taken. Do we do another one? <laughs> <laughs> Now that this is over, what are you going to be doing? It's, What's, not, over. it's not over it's yet. Not over. Well, um, the plan is, I guess. Yeah. No, what I'm going to do is sleep all day Monday, and then um, the plan is, uh, well, regroup, do our sums, do our magic, 
and release the new dates for the next one. <laughs> you were trying very hard there. <laughs> Sunday was just spe- as spectacular as Saturday. We kicked off on Sunday morning in the podcast lounge with a trunk show. Carrie Westerman came along with her beautiful designs and she also had some patterns with her to sell. And once I got my recording equipment set up, which sort of failed in a way because I was going to have sort of little indiscreet uh, lapel mics, but there was no power in the podcast lounge socketry, so I had to sit with my big microphone. <laughs> and we had an on the couch interview with Carrie and myself, and it was fantastic. And there was a lot of people in the podcast lounge who had come to listen to that and they also asked questions and I'm going to keep that interview for a future episode at least to give it the limelight that it deserves. Does anybody else have any questions for Carrie? Karina, will you come live in my basement please? <laughs> I managed to do a little bit more recording on uh, on Sunday. I loved being in the podcast lounge but I didn't actually get much chance to go out and speak to people in the marketplace uh, that I'd wanted to. One person that I did get to speak to on Sunday was Ginger Twist Studio Jess and this was her first big show really and so here is a quick chat with Jess about her weekend. Have you had a good day? Yeah, it's been a good day, but today has been a little bit, you know, a little bit more low-key compared with yesterday. Well, I've had like a mini look around um, today already. What's your experience of the whole weekend been so far? It's been fabulous. I mean, this is my my first big whole show and... It is just, I mean, I've been busting my butt to get ready for this, just to be prepared. I didn't mm-hmm. want to, like, be really understocked or anything. And, you know, a lot has gone out the door, which is really good. Still don't look like, I feel like it still looks stocked. I didn't want to have to panic after the show as well, to be like, oh my God, I have nothing in the show <laughs> yes. as well. And now I can kind of just breathe. Yeah, yeah. You've got, it's been yeah. a wonderful experience. I wish, I kind of wish it was every year. I know. Well, do, you think, do you think it might be? Every- <laughs> Maybe. They found a venue that is suitable, I think. Because we're, we're having conversations today in the podcast lounge about the, yeah, the, this, yeah. the Brighton Unwind, the yeah. Edinburgh Yarn Festival. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's going to be more urban, big style, yes. rather than, you know, the general nitty stitchy shows. Yes, yes. But something that's a bit more, this is special. Absolutely. This is for you knitters. This it's is special. Absolutely wonderful. Did you, I'm just so pleased I know. with this event. It's I know. Everybody, and everybody is. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing. And it's just been so fantastic and I don't know if they've had time to draw breath yet and sort of process it because I think I I know myself I've not had time to process how good it's been I think tomorrow I'm going to sit down and go that was really good fun just feels really emotional I'm going to have withdrawals because you see so many so many people from like there's people from around the world yeah I know and you see people going past you go I I know them and you see that you find that you've been following them on Twitter for like a year and they're like yeah and there's so much on show here it's the best thing about it it's almost too much but not not <laughs> <laughs> I also got to go and speak to Misha Hay director of Shetland Will Week and isn't it really silly that you have to go to these events to meet people from Shetland and hear about things that you could probably hear about <laughs> lift the phone or nip along and see them I had a lovely chat with her where she could reveal some exciting news about Shetland Will Week this year which starts on September the 26th 
and I'm going to keep that interview for a future episode. And so Sunday, I was afforded a little bit more time to run around, and, and but, but I didn't buy too much. As I say, I bought my beautiful cowl from Woolen Flower. I bought those two fantastic skeins of yarn from Easy Knits. I bought my loom, which I did eventually go and pay for and, and bring, bring back. And I got those fantastic Howgill yarns from Vada's Loom. All fantastic, 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 fantastic. Can't say fantastic enough. It was just the purchases that I did make, um, I was really, really pleased with. For all of the brilliant shopping experiences that I did have at the Edinburgh Yarn Festival, I had one really poor one. And I have sort of uh, hummed and hawed about whether I'm going to name and shame the people who basically ripped me up and down for buying my loom from another vendor and asking if I could buy some other accessories from them. I thought I was just spreading my love of the Edinburgh Yarn Festival and trying to buy from as many vendors as possible and support as many local businesses as possible. But this company didn't quite see it like that and actually really pissed me off. And basically, I shan't name and shame them, but if you buy a lot of weaving goods from a Scottish company and want to know who they are, if you want to avoid them, then just drop me a line and I'll tell you. But basically, I was told that I'd bought my loom from from a load of box shifters and I wouldn't get the same care from them. So why should I buy some accessories, weaving accessories from them when I bought my loom from somewhere else? And... Yeah, tour me a new one. Uh, and so I, yeah, not happy. I wasn't happy with them at all. And really, really, really poor attitude to have at uh, a festival such as this because the Edinburgh Yarn Festival, Joe and Mika created what they wanted to be the Yarn Lovers Dream Department Store for the weekend. And that was not the attitude for a stallholder to have very parochial, very, very narrow-minded. Um, it's a really, really sucky attitude to have. That could easily pissed on my day, but it, I, I didn't let it. After that lovely experience, it was back to the podcast lounge where Felicity Ford and I had a little bit of a session of... Felix was recording... She was recording knitting objects or objects that make sound uh, that are involved with your knitting. And I told the story about my abiding knitting sound memory as my mum's knitting machine. And uh, and we also had a sort of a very, very laid back squishing session, but it, it was winding down by the stage and a lot of people were going home on the, on the Sunday and travelling back. It just wound down and there was a few podcast lounge stalwarts that were just hanging on until last orders and, and that was really, really nice. So Sunday afternoon was was a little bit more laid back and a little bit more lounge lizardy. <laughs> and then it was time to tidy it all away and I was really sad about that um I keep coming back to it but the the most abiding feeling for me about the Edinburgh Yarn Festival was the feeling of community and how strong that was podcasters is one thing you know the listening community knitting community crocheters crafters weavers spinners all there with our shared interest but my goodness that you know the the hairs have gone up on my arms just talking about it because it really was there was a huge sense of community really 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 strong 
and there was a real feeling of connectedness real feeling of connectedness and well done Joe and Mika because you brought all those elements together you know you wanted it to be this fantastic sweetie shop for for knitters and crafters but the the community and the the connections that that it honed have been unbelievable really unbelievable it's so lovely to meet so many people and hear hear your stories about why you listen to the podcast and what you get out of it and that was really touching to me because you know I just do this thing where I sit in front of a microphone and talk about the things that mean a lot to me in my knitting and you know my the connections to Britishness in my knitting and when I hear from you guys about what it means to you to listen that's very encouraging and it just makes me go okay well I'll do another one then <laughs> lots of interest in in the hap long that is coming up imminently and lots of interest in in British wool and the wool tastings and and that was a that was a big plus for me that so many people enjoyed that and and took part in that the festival was was just phenomenal and I, as I say I've I've find, been finding it really hard to put into words just how amazing it was to pull together all these different elements of fantastic stall holders such a great caliber of exhibitors and vendors and such a great after party as well which it was lovely to have a party for everyone and uh, and one with such an interest in content and and yeah here's again where I find find it hard to just to say anything concretely coherent about how utterly phenomenal it was and unique very unique um I said when I was talking to Jess that they've been talking the podcast lounge about how urban festivals will be on the up now due to this and and you know Joe and Mika have really set the bar high and well done to them, kudos to them for creating this really special event. And I know that it's not just me that feels like this because there has been such a lot of blog posts and and tweets and Instagram pictures and people just sharing their love. And personally, I, you know, I feel very emotional uh, about it too because although Joe and Mika were the ones putting all the hard work I've been really honoured to have played some small part in organising the podcast lounge and it just went off so incredibly well and I got to meet so many fantastic people and just chat with new friends and old friends and I suppose it puts in perspective what I do and sort of cements the the idea that I just want to keep on doing this and and doing more and more um, knit British things and being at more events and and meeting more of you lovely people what an amazing gig to tie together what a lot of fantastic strands that Joe and Mika have just pulled together and created this I don't know multi-story marquee of of wonderfulness and I can't wait I, for the next one I really can't wait I'll, <laughs> I'm definitely going to make time to do more shopping <laughs> do you have a couple of other interviews as I mentioned that I'm going to bring to you later 
in later episodes. And one of those is, you will remember from last episode, Cathy Scott uh, from Stitch Mastery and now the fantastic new app Knit Mastery was talking about her software and she did a demo in the podcast lounge and I was lucky enough to capture her giving Claire Divine the Knit Mastery demo where you will be able to sort of hear a little bit more about how it works in action. So I'll be bringing that to you in a later episode as well as those tantalising titbits from Shetland Wool Week's Misha Hay and that in conversation with Carrie Bookish on the couch in the podcast lounge uh, interview where Carrie talks about her next big project and talks a little bit more about the authors and artists collection. I will say hello to uh, some people at I met at Emory Yarn Festival some special hellos uh, Gojo63 big hello and hugs to you the fantastically phenomenal Leona from Fluff it, she was one of those people that I haven't met in real life until uh, the other weekend there but just knew she was my kind of people and um, she is she's just an, an utterly be, in utterly be, I can't see I can't even utter it in utterly fantastic <laughs> anyway hello to all of you who took the time to come and say hello in the podcast lounge and grabbed me over the weekend uh, to say hi and it was really, really lovely and dash you you there was a couple of you who said who later sent me a message to say didn't want to interrupt you or was too frightened to say hello you know, events like this mean a heck of a lot to me. And just say hiya, just say hello. To, there's no airs and graces with me. What you you hear from me is really what you get. Um, so no, be, no being silly, don't be silly. Thank you for listening to me look back at the Edinburgh Yarn Festival. I enjoyed doing doing it this way than, uh, than having sort of a cheat sheet of things to talk about. Although I am going to have to to edit out all my ums and errs as I always do. I was was somehow not looking forward to doing this episode because I didn't want to talk about the Edinburgh Yarn Festival as it being over. <laughs> um, I guess I was reluctant because I didn't know where to start. And when I started, I was this episode. Uh, the sky was a bit grey, and I wasn't quite sure where I was going to start. And now the sun is streaming in the kitchen window. And it's been lovely to tell you all about it and, and relive some of those memories. Do go over to the Knit British group. There is an Edinburgh Yarn Festival thread in there somewhere. And tell us about your experiences of the Edinburgh Yarn Festival. There is a fantastic thread of blog posts in the Edinburgh Yarn Festival Ravelry group. Where people have been sharing their experiences too. Um, it's been really lovely reading those, and let's let's keep our our eyes peeled and our ears primed to hear when the next Edinburgh Yarn Festival might be. I will be back very soon with the next episode. I do just want to add one non Edinburgh Yarn Festival piece of info in here: the Knit British Hap Along. Cast on is the 10th of April, and lots of interest in this, and lots of people planning on taking part. 
if you are interested in joining this call, go to the HAP Interest Board on the Knit British Ravelry Group and join in there. I am I have decided that we're gonna have a little bit of a virtual knit night on Friday the 10th of April, which is the cast on day. I mean, you don't have to cast on in the evening, you can cast on from the moment Friday the 10th of April arrives with you. But on the evening of Friday the 10th of April, we're gonna have a little social media knit along, uh, knit night, and so use the hashtag HAPALONG. You can do this on Facebook too, although I'm not on Facebook, I'll be on Twitter, um, I'll open up a Ravelry thread, and I want you to Instagram over pictures of your HAP so far, and uh, there might be the odd tiny prize. I, I might award Knit British badges to good tweets and and um instagram pictures and um but i'll i'll put more information out on the blog about that so if you're interested in taking part in the in the knit british hapalong uh parenthesis it doesn't have to be british wool <laughs> uh, then do look out for that and join in with the knit british ravelry group okay i'm gonna go uh take good care and i will talk to you again very soon Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Knit British Podcast. To find out more, visit www.knitbritish.net. You can email me louise at knitbritish.net. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at knit underscore British. And I'm on Ravelry as Lyra. You can listen to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher Radio and knitbritish.net. Bye.